A judge rules against the rights of parents. A detransitioned trans person testifies. Disney's new animated anti-Christian TV show. And a dangerous new video game. Today's episode of Kingdom Currents will address these latest attacks on Christianity and the family. Stay tuned. Satan's efforts to destroy the family and control the state are intensifying with each passing day. Just when I think that nothing will shock me, I I read about a judge's decision, a new TV show, and a popular new video game that does exactly that. What was once a very subtle plan to attack Christianity and the family is now an in-your-face, everyday happening. It is absolutely necessary that Christian parents... Church leaders and Christian educators become like David's men of Issachar. We must not only understand the times, but we must know what to do. There is no question about it. Parents must know and understand and embrace their God-given responsibility to biblically educate their children. At the same time, churches and Christian schools must make it a priority to help equip parents for this daunting task. On a recent episode of Kingdom Currents, I looked at Psalm 127, verses 3 through 5, where God's word states the following, Behold, children are a heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, uh, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. That little phrase, children are heritage of the Lord, I paraphrase this way to get better understanding of that. Children, God's homework assignment to parents. God gives the wonderful gift of children to parents, and they are responsible to bring them up or educate them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Parents are responsible for the education of their children, period. Not the church, nor the state, nor the school. However, this truth is what is under attack today. Parents must understand this assignment, and I'll describe it a little bit later in today's podcast. But first, look at how Satan is attacking the family today. Recently, a U.S. District Court judge dismissed a lawsuit filed by parents against the Montgomery County Public School System. The significance of this ruling is that it undermined the right of parents to know what their children are being taught while at school. The school system had developed a a gender identity guideline book uh, for its staff members, and the guidelines allowed school personnel to know and assist students with gender transition and other gender uh, developing issues without being required to notify the student's parents. Listen to the guidelines, and I quote, The guidelines prohibit personnel from communicating with parents about this potentially life-altering and dangerous choice unless the minor child consents. The guidelines also say that just because a student shares their identity with staff members or other students, and then I quote, does not authorize school staff members to disclose student status to others, including parents and guardians. Now, when making this ruling, the judge stated the following. The district guidelines balance the interest of both the parents and students, encouraging parental 
input when the student consents, but avoiding it when the student expresses concern that parents would not be supportive or that disclosing their gender identity to their parents may put them in harm's way. The judge went on to state the following. Parents do not have a fundamental right to be informed of their child's gender identity when it differs from that usually associated with their sex assigned at birth, regardless of their child's wishes or any concerns regarding the detrimental effect the disclosure may have on that child. I mean, that's shocking that a judge would say parents do not have a fundamental right of understanding what's going on with their children at school. The school system went and issued a statement after the court ruling, which read, The court rightly found that our guidelines for gender identity actively encourage familiar uh, involvement in developing and implementing a transgender or gender nonconforming student's gender support plan. Now listen, whenever possible. Not all the time. But, but here, a parent will get involved in developing a student's transgender or gender nonconforming gender support plan whenever possible. In essence, both the court and the school system establish uh, the school or the state will determine when and if parents should be involved in their children's education. In other words, children belong to the village or the state, not the parents. The belief that children belong to the state and not the home was highlighted in a young lady's testimony that was given against California Senate Bill 107. This proposed legislation, authored by Senator Scott uh, Weiner, said that uh, it would shelter parents who consent to use to the use of puberty uh, blockers, cross-sex hormones, gender transition surgery on their children from prosecution in other states that viewed such actions as child abuse. This young lady, when Chloe was 15 years old, she agreed to, and her parents actually consented, to let a gender-affirming surgeon remove her healthy breast, a life-altering decision that she now deeply regrets. She's recently de-transitioned back to her biological sex as a female. But listen to how the school and the medical staff, in her words, quote-unquote, let her and her parents down. The report said, although she feels let down by most of the adults in her life, she doesn't blame her parents for following the advice of the school staff and medical professionals who affirmed her desire for social transitioning, puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgery. Most of the medical professionals did nothing to question or dissuade her parents, she said. And then she makes this statement. They effectively guilted my parents into allowing them to do this. They gave them the whole, either you'll have a dead daughter or a live son thing. They cited suicide rates. There is just so much complacency on the part of educators, all the adults basically. I'm really upset over it. I feel a little bit angry. I wasn't really allowed to just grow. See, her parents, though skeptical, 
trusted the medical professionals and eventually consented to their daughter's desire for medical interventions, including surgery, which was covered by their health insurance. If these examples do not provide a wake-up call to parents, pastors, and educators, I have to say Disney's new animated TV show, uh, so-called sitcom, should. There is no longer any doubt that Disney uh, can go and be considered a family-friendly corporation. Uh, A trailer for Disney's new animated uh, show was shown during the Florida State LSU football game recently. The show's title says it all, The Little Demon. Uh, I appreciate the fact that Representative Mike Johnson uh, from Louisiana uh, posted on uh, Facebook and described the trailer to this new uh, TV show this way. The trailer included dark images of hell, demons, and satanic imagery and an explanation that the main character is the Antichrist. Here is Disney's description of the show. Disney provides this surreal description. Thirteen years after being impregnated by Satan, a reluctant mother, Laura, and her antichrist daughter, Chrissy, attempt to live an ordinary life in Delaware, but are constantly thwarted by monstrous forces, including Satan, who yearns for custody of his daughter's soul. (laughs) Boy, that doesn't sound very family-friendly to me. In fact, the actress who voices Laura, the mother to the Antichrist, Chrissy, said in an interview, I love that we are normalizing paganism. Laura is a pagan. She's a witch. She's jacked. See, they're not hiding anymore. This is a blatant attack on Christianity and the fundamental values of the family. Another online review explains that Chrissy discovers she's the Antichrist, and it is capitalized. In grisly faction, quickly reducing a gaggle of school bullies into piles of red goo in what turns out to be the first of many spectacularly gory sequences. Chrissy doesn't seem overly concerned by the whole triple murder murder thing, shrugging it off as an easy breezy attitude that sets the tone for the rest of of this show called The Little Demon. Most of the show's moments, best moments, come when it leans into its hellish premise and plums the depths of its own depravity, this review says. It's likely you've never seen a man punch a hole in his face before or heard the words, let's go boil some babies while their heads are still soft. You know, that's something that... It just almost curdled my blood to to read that 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 here an animated sitcom that they'll go and say, well, this is for meant for adult audiences. But again, animated uh, sitcoms are what going to attract young people. It, you know, there's also a new popular video game, and this one's referred to. The name of the game is Cult of the Lamb. And, and here's a description for this game that, is ta- that I took from the game's website. Cult of the Lamb casts players in the role of a possessed lamb saved from annihilation by an ominous stranger and must repay their debt by building a loyal following in his name. And then it says, start your own cult in a land of false prophets. False prophets. 
venturing out into diverse and mysterious regions to build a loyal community of woodland worshipers and spread your word, capital W, to become the one true cult. And then it breaks it down into to three categories. Build your flock. Uh, collect and use resources to build new structures. Perform dark rituals to appease the gods and give sermons to reinforce the faith of your flock. The second category, destroy the non-believers. Explore a sprawling, randomly generated world. Fight off hordes of enemies and defeat rival cult leaders in order to absorb their power and assert your cult's dominance. And then finally, the section, spread your word. Train your flock and embark on a quest to explore and discover the secrets of five mysterious regions. Cleanse the non-believers. Spread enlightenment and perform mystical rituals on the journey to become, now brace yourself, the mighty Lamb God. See, we see the truth of 1 Peter 5, 8 being lived out before our very eyes in bold living color. We know this verse, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Parents must take control of their children's education. This is because children are God's homework assignment to parents. In Psalm 127, we find the assignment's description in verse 4, where it reads, Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. See, when a child is born to a set of parents, that child has all the potential to become a strong arrow that God could eventually use in spiritual battle. The education that every child receives should be focused on them being formed into this type of arrow. Now, when you think about what makes up a good arrow, there's three qualities that, that come to, to the forefront. First of all, an arrow to be effective has to be absolutely straight. And the only thing that can straighten out a sin-crooked life of a child is salvation in Jesus Christ. So a parent, in doing their homework assignment of biblically educating their kids, must give full attention to bringing the gospel into the life of their children so that their children will be drawn to know God and, and repent of sin and become a believer. The second quality of a good arrow is that it has to be intricately balanced. It cannot waver in flight or it will lose and miss its target. Well, the only thing that will bring balance into our children's lives is if God's word is intricately woven into every fabric of their being. God's word has to be foundation to the education our kids get at home, church, and school. This is absolutely necessary if we're going to build our children into mighty arrows. The third quality of a good arrow is it must be razor sharp. It, it can't be dull at the end. It would be terrible to have an arrow that's absolutely straight and intricately balanced going at its target, and when it hits, it just goes thud and falls to the ground, and you think, oh, I should have put a point on it. And see, our, our children... They've got to be developed with discernment 
that can cut through all this mess and culture. They've got to be able to discern when they get hit with programs like, you know, the little demon or games like the cult of the lamb or, or even in being in school where they're pushed these, uh, trans, uh, uh, genie, uh, gender concepts on them every turn they make. They've got to be able to cut through that and discern. And the only thing that will give them that razor-sharp discernment is if they learn at a young age, once they come to know Christ as Savior, to live their lives totally surrendered to God's Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, producing arrows like I, I just <laughs> described isn't taking place in most homes. In fact, uh, most Christian parents are giving God when their children are adults arrows like I got as a five-year-old under the Christmas tree. Uh, they weren't absolutely straight. They were just quarter-inch wooden dolls and, and not a lot of balance. They just had colorful plastic feathers pasted on the end. And even though my parents told me, Glenn, don't shoot that in the house, they knew I would. So it didn't have a razor-sharp point on it. had a little rubber suction cup. Can you picture that type of arrow? I think it must be sad when God gives parents the potential in a young child to become a mighty arrow, and then we produce a, a little arrow with a rubber suction cup on the end. It's important that we understand, no, we're supposed to build our children into mighty arrows for God to use in spiritual warfare. See, parents must know and understand their homework assignment of raising children biblically. The church must make it a priority to train and equip parents for this task. And then the Christian school must partner with parents in helping them provide their children with a biblical, Christ-centered education. The home, church, and school must unite like never before in order to prepare future generations for life in a culture that is anti-God and family. One of the things I, I, I'm so committed to is that Kingdom Education Ministries is dedicated to declaring God's plan for educating future generations and providing resources to help parents, pastors, and educators needed to accomplish this. I, I, I want to thank you again for listening to Kingdom Currents, and I, I pray you will tune in next time when I share with you how important is this homework assignment of biblically educating children to God? Is it really high up on his priority list? You may be surprised to learn what priority God really places on the education of our children. So until next time, may God bless you as you raise your children to be mighty arrows for God's use. 